Welcome, everybody, to the Pick and Roll podcast, and more importantly, welcome to the Rollies, the awards show made by the Hoopers and for the Hoopers. Um, but before we get into the awards, we just want to say shout out to all you guys. The fan love that we've been getting on our Instagram, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's been crazy to see the uh, interactions and, you know, just the way that you guys are responding to our messages, our polls. Stories and, and stuff. It just means a lot, you know, just to show that there's uh, somebody listening out there. <laughs> exactly. And it's someone, it's someone for us to talk to. Like, we love doing this. Yeah, exactly. So engaging with the people we do it with, that's the dream. Um, I'm your host, Zafir Nagji. With me today is... I'm Yog Sadra. What is up, everybody? And uh, unfortunately, Harbor couldn't make it for this episode. I guess he's learning from you about lo- load management, eh? Bro, I, I, I don't <laughs> care, bro. I'll get the chip, bro. It don't matter. That's all that matters. Um, so without further ado, let's run the play. Um, and with the first half of this show, I wanted to dive deep into NBA awards. So before we get to our creative stuff, let's just review what the NBA considers the most important categories. Um, so let's start with MVP, man. Who do you have for MVP this year so far? I think the MVP is like a landslide. I think uh, Giannis got it this time. I agree. Like, it's a blowout victory. It's a blowout victory. But uh, I just want to say that being the MVP, just like I would rather have the championship. Yeah, I don't mind if you don't win an MVP if you get us a ring, right? right? That's the number one thing at the end of the season. MVP is like icing on the cake. Exactly. Like, But Giannis deserves... Like the MVP. Well, he deserves it because, like, sure. how he improved his game over the summer because now he's starting to shoot as and well pass better. and pass better. And also, on top of that, he just made Milwaukee into such a intense playoff team. Like, yeah. I think I have a feeling that they'll do like much better in terms of like how they'll have Giannis put out and like how they'll space him. Yeah, so I think they'll do that much better this time around in the playoffs. Well, the thing is, they play a really good five out system. Like, they have four guys around Giannis that are lethal shooters when mm-hmm. they're left open. Mm-hmm. So, Giannis being the dominant paint guy that he is, he can get to the rim all he wants. Here's the problem that I have with him this year. Though. Like, I agree, he's MVP, but he's shooting 61.5% from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of concerning for me. You know, because he gets to the line so often that that's probably worth two or three more points a game. I would say even four to five, just considering like how much like how dominant he is in the paint. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's like it's kind of like Shaq in a sense, or something like, or someone else who draws a lot of uh, like Harden, yeah. right? But Harden makes his free throws. Harden's an eighty-seven percent career free throw shooter. Imagine exactly. That. That's crazy. Like that's twenty percent more. Like do the math there. Like that's yeah. like, that's like an extra couple of points. So instead of scoring like thirty-five, he'll have forty pieces. Exactly. Um, but nonetheless, his stats this year. Absolutely incredible for Giannis. Uh, 30 points a game, 13.5 rebounds, 5.8 assists, a steal, a block, and only 3.7 turnovers. So he's really efficient with his possessions. Yeah, that's really good. Um, But he's only playing about 31 or 32 minutes a game. When you expand it to like starter superstar minutes, like 36 minutes, Mm -hmm. it's more like 35 and 15, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. Now, the only thing I'm worried about is that sustainable. I guess we'll have to see. Right? Like, now we got to see long-term, like, is Giannis' body going to start breaking down on him? It's not even that. It's just, like, can he carry, you know? Yeah. Like, does he have the leadership? Does he have the the creativity when moments are tough? Because, like, yes, of course, you can be a very good player, and then that just makes your team really good, right? That's the Rockets. But can you make that into a sustainable you know, thing. Yeah. Does it work in the playoffs when the game slows down and coaches have like two days right. to look at your shit and they know everything you're going to run? 
now it becomes a problem. Yeah, the playoffs is uh, the playoffs. Like you know, it's a regular regular season is just like blitz chess. You yeah. know, and then playoffs is just like you know slow, yeah. you know calculated games because each possession is costly. Exactly. Right? Like, like coaches always use all their timeouts. You'll never see a timeout left at the end of the yeah. game. They use every single one. And, you know, coaching is something we always talk about a lot. I think Bud's doing a great job with Giannis. Yeah. Because, you know, he recognized early on that Giannis could lead a team. Mm-hmm. And Giannis with a 37.7% usage rate. Mm-hmm. For a guy that big to have that high of a usage rate and only have, like, three turnovers a game, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, I mean, like like I said before, like, he's definitely, like, developed into a better player. Yeah. Like, I still think he can be much better. Oh, yeah. Um, he, has a, he has a little bit of a way to go. And I, I guess, like, you know, we'll just see about that. Yeah. Um, so, secondly, is uh, the most improved player. So, who do you think is the most improved player from last season to this? So, this one was a tough one for me. I expected Malcolm Brogdon to be in this conversation. I knew that there would be a lot of good guys because development in this league has gotten so much better. Yeah. But for me, it's Bam Adebayo. It's my guy from day one that I was rocking on episode one. My guy, Point Bam. This guy went from 8.9 points a game to 15.8. 7.3 rebounds to 10.4. His usage rate went up. His minutes went up. And he took the challenge. And he stayed efficient with it. And he went from a, a plus three on the court to a plus five this year. Which, over an 82-game stretch, that's worth about 160 points over the course of a season. That's a big difference. And that factors in offense and defense. So he's a very valuable player to his team. And not only that, the Miami Heat are the Cinderella story of the league right now. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, there's so much hype around them. And because they're such a big market, they're going to get a lot of attention. And it's Pat Riley, too. Right? So I feel like the media will like him. I feel like the fans really like him. And, you know, after All-Star Weekend, I feel like he's going to be a really more recognized guy. And that'll help him in this. What do you think? Um, most improved player, I had a couple of options in mind. I didn't select it down to one person. But for me, I would say most improved, like, if you're going to say from last season to this, I would say it's Chris Paul. Because, in my opinion, when Chris Paul was on the Rockets, it was a bad move. Like, I, I did not, like... It I just didn't, wasn't a good fit. Yeah, I just... It just was not a good fit. And, you know, you saw that in the way he played, right? Because it's hard for Chris Paul to lead an offense when he's with a player that thinks he is just the lead for the offense, right? You know, that thinks that he is the offense. Right. It's, it's hard to just dribble, 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 dribble. A hundred possessions. Yeah. And Chris Paul is, like... The, but here's the thing. I like Chris Paul more because he has the essence of, like old school in them like you know how like like you know how like we fuck with like 90s like old school yeah. hip-hop but yeah. like we just never listen to it on a re- daily basis but we understand that you know it'll it's, the it, best. it's built the way for like so many more of like these up-and-coming like mm-hmm. rappers and shit so i think chris paul is like that he has like that old school mentality with him and he and you know alongside that he's like one of the best floor generals has high iq like defense. that deter- bro his defense is lethal and his tur- uh, turnover ratio, I think. Yeah, like, assisted turnover ratio. Assisted like turnover. 3.2 or something like that yeah. assists. So he's worth about a plus five on the court. Yeah, for a team that's in sixth seed, like that will mean they'll, pay, uh, they'll play the I third. I thought they were going to be tenth seed, man. Like I didn't expect this from them. Yeah, but if they were to play, they would play with a third seed, like if it was playoffs right now. And that would be interesting because that would be Houston, I think, right now. 
is in the third seed. It's either Houston or Utah. Interesting. Like they they go up and down in the rankings. Denver. No, Denver's second right now. Oh, okay. Well, Denver's killing it in the regular season, man. That's what they do. Um, yeah, it's a young team, right? That's gonna Denver's gonna do that all the time. Wait, first is Lakers. Yeah, second is Denver. Third is either Utah or Houston, depending on the day. Where, what or about Clippers? Clippers, too. Clipper, Clippers, Utah, and Houston have been juggling that third to fifth all year long. Okay. It's been kind of up and down. So, but besides my uh, <laughs> point. Besides that tangent. <laughs> yeah, besides that, like, Chris Paul to lead. And he's a really good leader. Really good. Like, and he has... Shout out to Gilgis Alexander learning from that. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would learn from Chris Paul, bro. Like, if he's like, bro, I'm going to teach you how to play and I'm going to teach you how to become a better player. That's what you want to play with. bro. And the one thing I wanted to see was Chris Paul was him and Kobe together. That would have been a nuts team. Yeah. Back in that point. They would have been such good shooters then. They would have revolutionized the league. It, imagine Chris Paul it, and Kobe in a triangle offense. Oh, It'd be bro. so nice. Like New Orleans Chris Paul. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Or even Clippers Chris Paul was so good. People forget. Like Clippers Chris Paul guarded Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Durant's I, I, I still think Chris Paul. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, you just love Chris Paul so much. It was just like, he does Dude. not care, bro. No. Like, he will guard. It's like, you know, like, we're literally talking about Magic Johnson. Yep. Game one of the finals. Don't worry, coach, sub me, and I'll play center. I'll, yeah, Magic went from point to center. Chris Paul says, I can take anybody, and I'll score on them, and I'll defend them. Like, tough he used to he guard. Takes. He used to guard Tim Duncan, bro. Bro, he was guarding Tim Duncan. He was guarding KD. He was guarding Curry. D. Rose in his prime. That's what Chris Paul wanted those matchups. Bro, Patrick Beverly doesn't exist without Chris Paul. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, defensive player of the year. I'm not even going to argue with this. It's Anthony Davis. I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, fourth in the league in defensive rating. Number one team in a loaded Western Conference. 83rd in the league in blocks. 1.6 steals a game. 2.4 blocks a game. Yeah, I'm not even going to argue on that. Like, look, Giannis has the best defensive rating. But when you talk about someone being MVP and Defensive Player of the Year at the same time, they have to be so good. Like, I didn't realize this at the beginning of the year when I made that pick. Being MVP and Defensive Player of the Year is one of the hardest things to do. Right. It's so hard. Because... Like, you can be great on offense and defense, and it's still not good enough to do that. You have to be revolutionary on both ends. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan was. Exactly. And so, but, I mean, Anthony Davis fits in for a defensive player, even though Giannis has the better defensive rating, in my opinion. Yeah. I think about the Lakers average eight blocks a game as a team. That's insane. That's crazy. But, like, look who they have. In the paint, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, yeah. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, yeah. LeBron James. LeBron is so good out there, man. <laughs> Woo. And Danny Green in transition, man, chased out artists. Like, he goes for those. So it's not like the Lakers don't have nobody, you know? No. And so they play hard on defense. There's a reason why they have eight blocks, mm-hmm. right? Like, because look who's blocking the shots. Yeah. And again, the Lakers are fourth in the league in defensive rating. It's not bad at all. The the three teams above them are Toronto, who plays a lot of like zone and gimmicky defense. Yeah. The Clippers are not above them. The Bucks are above them because they have Giannis and a bunch of like good defensive guys. And Philly, because Philly's like the biggest team ever assembled. Like yeah. there's just a bunch of transformers on the court. Like, yeah, straight up. <laughs> they just got all the towers there. So um moving on though, sixth man of the year. Now this one's kind of interesting. 
because there's a lot of good bench players in the league right now. And I think bench depth matters more than ever. I Toronto think, proved it. I think in this uh, season, we really got to, like, look that, you know, you need a good bench. Like, it's not... We talked about it in episode one. Yeah. Bench and injuries. Yes. And they've been the story and of the it's And it's not season. even that because, like, after, like, the fall of, like, the super team or, like, you know, the, the stacked, like, dynasty... It goes a long way to have a good bench now because, like, yes, when Curry and fucking Durant, Thompson, Draymond, you had all the star players doing all the work, you did not need the bench as much as you need it now. But think about how much talent you needed to cancel out a bench. You needed four of the top 50 players in the league. Exactly. All on the same team, all in their prime, under a great coach and a great organization. In the biggest but market. think about how others tried. Remember, like that one team that was in Cleveland. It was like LeBron, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, oh, JR the twenty eighteen team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one he so, took to the finals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was like halfway through the season, like half the team dipped somewhere else, got well, yeah, traded somewhere else because Isaiah was garbage. Yeah, Jay Carter couldn't hit a layup. Uh, Bro, I remember being a it LeBron was, fan after, like, he got, like, the fucking 3-1 series. And I was like, yo, let's go. We have such a yeah. stacked team, bro. And I was like, oh, my God. These guys are garbage, bro. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, when LeBron doesn't play, his teams always flop. Yeah. Because they get too dependent on him. He's yeah. that good. Yeah. Um, But getting off of LeBron, go back to bench players. Mm-hmm. I got Derrick Rose for sixth man of the year. Who you got? Mm, for sixth man... I just I really don't want to give it to Lou Williams, man. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna give it to because Lou now Williams. that I'm now that I'm competing against him with LeBron, I you gonna get no love from me. Yeah, exactly. Fair point. Fair point. You know what I mean? Same thing with Harold too. Harold could win it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Harold. Harold won. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. No, no. Montrez Harold on the. Oh, Harold! Oh, I thought you meant like the yeah. Harold, like for the E. I was like, yeah. doesn't he start? No, he's a starter. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, he's okay. a bona fide star right now as okay. a as a rookie. We're hearing different things because this is being recorded and at midnight, so you know. Yeah. Bear, bear. It's we're we're tired. We're grinding this one out. Okay, and moving on to rookie of the year. Um, this one is unanimous decision. It's John Morant. It's John Morant. There's no way you can argue for anybody else right now. Don't Z- tell me to argue. Zion no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. You got recency bias, I'll tell you, man. No, no, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, bro. I'll tell you why. I've seen Zion play, and he's an explosive player, bro. Mm-hmm. Who literally played eleven games, but generated so much hype around new around one team, bro. And he, it's not like he's not living up to the hype. But for him to win Rookie of the, I'm not saying it's gonna be like a landslide victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He like you know what was that thing that Jalen Rose was saying? He needs to play uh, twice as good in half the games. Yeah, exactly. And that's the. See, this is the but the thing is that I think he can he can do that, you know? I'll tell you what, I'll give you the key. If, uh, if Zion's uh, the best player on a team that knocks John Moran out of the playoffs and they get the eighth seed, I'll give it to Zion. Okay. That's how he has to do it. It's about who gets into the playoffs now. Fair enough. Because Zion was injured, so he's fighting on the back heel. Yeah. So if he if he does that for his team, because right now, consider, they're not winning a lot of games with Zion. No. Zion's having good games. They're just not winning. Yeah. 
John Moran's having good games. But think about it. It's a lot of pressure for their head coach, too, because if you get if he gets injured, bro, the fucking organization is going to be up that guy's ass, you know? I know, I know snub to Alvin Gentry, man. Shout out. He's a yeah. really good coach. So him, for, for him to manage, you know, Zion and his other team as well, mm-hmm. because Zion is like a delicate piece, bro. Yeah. Like, for him to get injured in the first, like, you know, half before of the Before the season, game even started. Before yeah, the season even started. For the first half of the season. I think it was a preseason game, bro. Yeah. It was, right? after, it was after a preseason game. Yeah, so, like, for him to get injured, like, not even, like, halfway before, like, the season, it's a lot of pressure that the coaches are put on because you can't really push him that hard that they get re-injured, right? That's fair. But, see, here's the thing about John Morant in comparison, though. Like, from what I've seen from I him, would say he's so good. He's so talented. He could have been an all-star this season, almost. Like, he was borderline all-star. Imagine, bro. Imagine being an all-star as in your rookie. rookie year. And as a guard, too. Like, as a center, it can be a little bit easier because you just dunk and grab rebounds. Right. John Morant has to create everything for that team. He's hit, like, two game winners this season alone. So now it's kind of like a, like a, like a fight between kind of, like, brains over bronze, in a sense. Yeah, because Zion's the is... creator. Zion's the, sh- like, I'm punching it right at exactly. your Exactly. Yeah. Right? Uh, some stats for John Morant, 17.5 points a game, 3.5 rebounds, 7 assists, <laughs> a steal, um, 56.8% true shooting percentage. As a rookie guard, that's pretty good. It is. And, um, you know, 26.1% usage percentage as well. So a lot of the offense runs through him. You know, most rookies are sat at around 15 to 17% usage rate. Mm-hmm. But John Morant has the ball in his hands a lot. And he's creating for guys like Jaron Jackson, uh, previously Jay Crowder when he was there. Uh, Brandon Clark, who's like the most underrated rookie in the class right now. They're playing well. And so I think just that team success combined with these like statistical dominations every night, it's what's going to give him the award. Right now, like obviously, like I might seem a little bit biased because he's only played eleven games, and there's only like there's a, such a small sample size. Yeah. Because he's only played eleven games, so I can't really say anything about stats. You're just looking at his potential. I'm just looking at potential wise, and plus, yeah. bro, he's in a point now, and like All Star Weekend is all chill, bro. Exactly. Like it's gonna it's gonna be a good time for Zion too, because he gets to see the competition out there, and, and he can, and he can he, talk to LeBron and guys too. Exactly, and he yep. played with Jaw today too. Yep. Hey, Ja had a through-the-legs lob that was so badly aimed, and Zion still caught that shit yeah. and threw it down. It's ridiculous. And he he tilted the rim, too. But if you haven't seen the Rising Stars game, go and watch the highlights. Zion actually broke an NBA rim. <laughs> so. That guy's huge. Crazy. Um, so you got Zion, I got Ja. We'll see. I think it's down to whoever gets that eight seed. Yeah, that's true. So. But I think, I think it's more favorable in in the hands of the Pelicans because they have a better they're, they're they have end a better of season, roster. Bro, their end of season schedule is the easiest in the league. Yeah. They have the easiest strength of schedule. And it's and it's like Jaw has to create, but he's like creating all by himself. Oh yeah. At least at least on Zion he has like he has uh, Lonzo, he has Ingram, you know, he has Redick. Although finding that balance with Ingram and Zion is going to be key now. Cuz yeah. Ingram had the ball in his hands all the time but and in, he was dropping 25 a game. Yeah, but he should realize that like, you know, but Brandon Ingram, I would choose Zion over in- Ingram too. Like, wouldn't you? I would, but the thing is, is Ingram was just coming into his own. So as an organization, you're like, he's growing so much. You know what I mean? It's just that, like, the, the idea is good. The timing is bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Zion's injury just kind of threw shit off. Exactly. Me. But I think, like, but here's the thing. 
if you go even go into the playoffs, you might just get swept by the first seed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The Lakers are gonna sweep whoever gets that first round series. All right. Like, like, I, like if it's Portland, if it's Grizzlies, if it's Pelicans, they still don't have a matchup for LeBron. And if you think Zion's gonna be guarding LeBron, that's not happening. Yeah. They're not gonna put Zion on him for injury risk, and that's not even a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we have Coach of the Year. That's a fun award to go through because uh, we love coaching. I think that's one of the most important things for us in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I got Nick Nurse. And this one was tough because I wanted to give it to Frank Vogel for leading such a good Lakers team on the floor every night. Mm-hmm. But without Kawhi, the Raptors go on a 15-game winning streak, second in the Eastern Conference, only to a 70-win pace team in Milwaukee. Yeah. What the hell? Which is also, like, why I had him, too, because I I saw the video. There's, like, this video that described, like, why it's so effective against teams, like, in the regular season. Because zone defense is just, like, it kind of slows down that speed. Yeah. It slows a lot of pace down, bro. What you do is you, you give up rebounding in order to cover more of the floor. Exactly. And that slows the pace down. Exactly. In regular season, it's all fast pace. Mm-hmm. Like, shit is moving left and right, like, by the second. So when you slow yeah. that down... It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. Because then players know where to flash to open shots. And, and the key to breaking most zone defenses is get middle. As soon as you get middle, you can break the zone. And so... But the good thing about the Raptors is that Nick Nurse figured out who to keep in which part of the zone. Exactly. Like, Siakam is so long in the middle, yeah. but it's hard to pass over him. Exactly. Like, he takes away about like 50% him, of your Like, putting angle. Siakam in the middle was probably, like, why Nick Nurse is, like, coach. Because mm-hmm. he's so smart, bro. He saw what the Timberwolves used to do with uh, Kevin Garnett. Bro, Kevin Garnett used to run end line to end line on the out-of-bounds lines on the side mm-hmm. to be a part of zone defense. Because he was, he was the high in a 1-2-2. Two, two. Right. So he had to go from end to end to stop passing lanes. Mm-hmm. And so he saw it like, and then Nick Nurse probably looked at Siakam and said, long body, good jump shot, good on defense. Sounds like Kevin Garnett in a little, in a couple of ways. Yeah. So putting him in the middle of the zone worked. And moreover, their defense has been absolutely crazy. Like they're shutting down teams. They, they came back by about 25 points, if I'm not mistaken, to the Mavericks. Yeah. It was a franchise record. And they did it by using a full And it's also, press. like, the most important point, they lost Kawhi. Yes. So, think about it like this. That's like, how good the system is. No, but just think about it like this. You are, firstly, you're an underdog team regardless, right? Yeah. But now you also have the chip on your shoulder in the sense that your star player left. So yeah. now everyone thinks that you're going to be trash. Exactly. Right? So now you have that the pressure. Not, the pressure's not on you to be great because no one expects you to be great. Exactly. So they but can, now when they fucking... Like, bro, even now, like, when they had the 15-game winning streak... No one talked about it. No one talked about no it, bro. Everyone was... And, bro, these guys think, like, yo, just because the Raptors do it, it's easy as fuck, bro. What team is winning 15 games in a row? The only other team to have a streak like that was Milwaukee this year. And yeah. Milwaukee's on a 70-win pace. Wow. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Um, I also will say that they're developing a great culture. Yes. Right? Like Miami developed with player development. Um, San Antonio get a culture with player development. I'm not going to lie. Don't. Toronto's like, player development is yeah, unreal. I don't, don't, don't like not expect like star players to go to Toronto. It might end up becoming a thing because it's a, it's a big market now. They have a championship. They have Masai Ujiri as their general manager. 
and who will punch a cop to visit you during the NBA. And listen, when you have when you have a championship under your franchise, it changes changes like everything. Exactly. Right. Like it's the way they won too. They won discipline. Exactly. Like, bro. Like, if you let's say for example, like if you had a team that the last time they won a chip was forty years ago, right? You wouldn't respect them. You wouldn't. It's right? the same. That's the problem with the Knicks. That's literally that was the, the problem Knicks. with the Cavs too. But yeah, the Cavs were what fifty years 50, without a champion. Fifty two. Fifty two. Yeah. Fifty two. Fifty two or fifty four. I think it was like somewhere around there. Because no, and no, I think it was for sports in general. Yeah, like nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody, like not, not even the football team, not, not the baseball, not team, the not football the team, team, basketball or baseball team won it, but the basketball team won, bro. But after fifty years, bro, and it took a superhuman effort, mm-hmm. like LeBron and Kyrie. Any case, let's not let's not go back to always about LeBron <laughs> every time. Listen, Nick Nurse is his coach of the year. Yeah, let's get back to that. His his defense is what we were talking about earlier, but his offensive. Like development for these guys, bro. You didn't know who Terrence Davis was before this year. He was never scouted or anything. He came in in this 15 game winning streak. He's averaging like 12 a game off the bench. That's not bad for a rookie. It is. And you know Siakam, OG Ananobi, Van Vliet, Ibaka. Ibaka, Ibaka turned Ibaka. into a really good player with under a like good shooter under the coaching of uh um you know Nick of Nurse the, of the Nick Nurse and even Dwayne Casey in his last year. Yeah, that's true. Like, Ibaka, to be honest, he reached kind of, like, his full potential. Like, yeah. let's say, for example, if he gets traded to another team. Which I don't think they should trade him. They, sh- they won't, but, like, if they do, yeah. like, he'll be a really valuable piece, yeah. bro. Well, because he's a stretch forward, like, a block shots. That's kind of what every team needs. And uh, since we're nearby All-Star Weekend, I thought we'd uh, do one little fun award, All-Star Game MVP. Um, so just keep in mind, All-Star is in Chicago this year. Um, hometown guys always seem to get the ball more often. Coincidentally, you know, it's just it's just kind of how the game works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is from Chicago. Fair. And you know, he he uh, did an interview with Dave McMenamin of ESPN recently and talked about how seeing his family at games motivated him to do better. And he once dropped a fifty-point quadruple double in a high school game. Yeah. Because his family was there. Wow. So. All I'm saying is, I think he's gonna drop 45 and 15. And but this is the this is the All Star game where, like, in honor of Kobe, they're doing that new rule. So right? they're gonna compete. Yeah, they're gonna play hard. Like, if you watch the Rising Stars game, bro, it got competitive in the second quarter. Yeah, normally it doesn't get competitive until the fourth. Yeah, it was only until like the end where they were just like, you know. Yeah, the last 30 seconds they screwed around. Yeah, but the like after everything after six minutes in the second quarter and the entire third. They were calling timeouts. They were fouling shooters. Like, it was a big deal to those kids. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I think it, it's going to be like one of those old school all-star games where they actually compete. Because it's only for, uh, it's only like, there's no fourth quarter. No, it's it's three, three mini games. And then first team to get to the 24 plus the winning yeah. Uh, score. Yeah. That's who wins. So the last, the last uh, quarter is just a pickup game. Yeah. And that's exciting. Because if you've seen NBA players play pickup, it's really something special. Watch KD play in Rucker Park. Watch KD play in Rucker Park. Watch um. Watch Kobe play. Melo's pickup games from a couple years ago back in no, New no, York no, were heated. Watch though. Kobe's pickup games. Kobe's pickup games in the Drew League were so good. So him and James Harden used to go at each other. It was really fun to watch. Um, look, AD's got the record for points in an All Star game at fifty two when they held it in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I think this time, because it's in 
Uh, Chicago, 45 and 15 for AD. I don't think uh, AD will be the uh, All Star MV, uh, MVP. MVP? Who do you got? Uh, I think LeBron, bro. Really? You yeah. think LeBron's going to go for it? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. If it gets close in the fourth quarter, LeBron likes to close games now. He says, yeah, you might as well. Because, yeah. you know, Why think not? about it, right? But I'll be, I'll just say one thing, bro. Giannis picked the, sh- like, Giannis's picks, bro, were absolutely yeah. terrible. Like, like, he left James Harden on the table. He left Kawhi Leonard on the table. He left Luka. Le- yeah, left Luka on the table. Uh, and who did he pick? And then ben Simmons. Left Dane Lillard <laughs> on the table. Uh, took Trey, bro, he took Trey Young. Or no, he took Kemba Walker over James Harden. He took Trey Young over James Harden. James Harden's dropping 36 a game. <laughs> well, he's dropping, he's dropping 36. Like, at the end of the day, you just got to say, hey, man, I don't like the way you're scoring sometimes. But shit, 36 a game, I respect. Whatever, man, whatever. I, I still think Team LeBron is going to win. So oh, Team LeBron's going to win for sure. But what's his name? Anthony Davis is on that No, team, but what so. I'm saying it was it could have been prevented, you know? Oh, yeah. Like... That's that's all I'm saying. It's gonna be a smackdown now. Yeah. Um, and then last two things we're gonna do here for the first half of the show, uh, all NBA teams. So I just thought we'd do all NBA first and all defensive first. Okay. Uh, where do you want to start, offense or defense? Uh, let's go with defense first. All right. So all defensive team. I had uh, Ben Simmons and Patrick Beverly in my guard spots. Um, okay. Because I looked it up, Ben Simmons is actually classified as a point guard this year, mm-hmm. and so as a result, he's been a really great defensive player. Um, I have Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert as my uh, guys in the paint, my front court. Um, all three of them are averaging over one and a half blocks a game. Yeah, I would say uh, the the forward line is like there's not really much you would change because they, those three are so remarkably good. Like Hassan Whiteside might be averaging three a game right now, but he's not energetic on defense. These guys change your shots all the time. Maybe for instead of Beverly, I'd put Lowry. You know what? I would understand that. But Beverly harasses bigger guys. I know. That's, that's, the, that, that's the only... But the thing is, like, when Lowry wants to, he will, like, you know, go for it's it. Like Beverly wants to all the time. <laughs> Beverly's first team all smoke. That's what that's he true. is. Um, so you would have Lowry instead of Beverly? Yeah. But everything else we're good with. Yeah, I would say so, too. All right. Yeah. The- and then uh, all NBA first team, uh, basically mostly offense. Uh, Damian Lillard, James Harden filled out my guard spots. Uh, LeBron, Kawhi, and Giannis filled out my forwards. Um, it was really hard for me to leave out Luca. Um, yeah, which was why I was shocked because uh, like I thought you would like because I know you watch him a lot. I too. love, like, I love you know, me some so... Luca. But here's the thing: first of all, Damian Lillard's my guy. That's true. Right, I've been like I've been with Damian Lillard since he hit that game winner in uh, Houston in the playoffs. Yeah. Ever since that moment, I was like, this kid's real. Yeah, I'm watching, but look at the amount of heavy lifting that uh, Damian Lillard's had to do this year compared to Luca. Like, yeah, sure, Luca's team isn't great, but he's got a championship coach, a championship owner. Um, he's got Kristaps Porzingis and a bunch of shooters. Damian Lillard's whole team was injured. <laughs> His entire team was in the hospital. <laughs> like, no Zach Collins, no Rodney Hood, no CJ McCollum for a little bit, no Nurkic, no Paul Gasol that they were supposed to get. Um, and they were all out. It wasn't for like two weeks or anything. Most of those were out for the season. (laughs) So like I, at one point I just had to decide, okay, do I care about wins or do I care about value? And I chose value. Fair. So, and then for forwards, I had, uh, LeBron, Kawhi and Giannis because all three of those guys can be the number one option 
every night and win a championship doing that. That's true. Yeah, I think for first, all, all NBA first, I would say that this is a pretty... Plus, Damian Lillard has been going off lately. 45 and... Uh, he had averaged 45 yeah, points that's, and 10 that's assists another for thing like, that, like games. That's another thing that baffled me. Like, fucking... Uh, Giannis didn't pick Dame for his team. No. And Dame's like, been deadly. And he had the option, too. Like, I was so shook. Where Damian Lillard is one of the most underrated superstars in the league. So underrated, bro. If he played in a big market, do you know how much more famous he would be? But he won't. He won't because he respects his town. He knows Portland's his, his place. You're going to keep Damian Lillard in there then? Yeah, I'd keep Damian there. All right. Um, well, that's going to wrap it up for the NBA uh, awards. Um, we'll be back in a little bit, and we're going to go through our own uh, creative awards. Uh, the real Robies, as we'd like to call them. We'll see you there in a bit. Welcome back to the first annual Rollies Awards show for the mid-season pick-and-roll NBA awards. Uh, we just picked out five of our uh, favorite categories to choose awards, and um, they're creative, they're workshopped, so you know if you got some suggestions, let us know. We'll DM you back on our Instagram page, and we can talk about uh, awards that you think should be a part of the league. Um, so I've always liked, you know, most improved player, but I think something that doesn't get talked about a lot is least improved player. You know, a lot of these superstars, they start off really hot and people don't expect them to develop right away. Right. But at some point, there's a responsibility you have to improve. Mm -hmm. And someone that hasn't improved to me is Ben Simmons. So here's the thing. Ben has gotten a lot better on defense and his passing has gotten a little bit more efficient, but only by 0.6 assists per game and 0.8 steals per game. And don't get me wrong, those are pretty good achievements. But it's not helping the team win right now. The Philadelphia 76ers are no more successful than they were last year. In fact, they're worse on the road by a long shot. Um, yeah, they have the best home record, but it's easy to win when everyone's shouting your name. That's true. It's easy to win when your mom's in the crowd. It's hard to win when everyone wants you to like fall on the court and not make the all-star team and not do good things, right? And so... This is the problem that the Sixers have. They don't have a leader on the court. And this was Ben's chance to step into that role. Exactly. You have the ball in your hands 90% of the time for your team. Let's be real. You can do what you want with the offense, no matter what Brett Brown says. By the way, Brett Brown needs to start coaching about it. Like, I don't want to hear that, oh, I told Ben to shoot and he's not shooting. You're not motivating him. You're not giving him any sign that you believe in his shot. And so Ben is worried about that mentally, I think. But at the end of the day, who's got the ball in his hands in those shots? It's Ben. Yeah. And so regardless of what the coach is doing, regardless of what your players are saying, he needs to get better. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the Sixers can get better if they start taking their coaching job a little bit more seriously. So if the Sixers don't get to a game six in the conference finals this year, I'd fire Brett Brown. Really? I'd fire Brett Brown. Because, you know... We let Jimmy go because you said that Ben and Joel were special. Right. We've been trusting you through this rebuilding process for the last decade. And we got slumped in the playoffs two years in a row by teams we could have beaten. Right. Right? Like, Boston shouldn't have beat them two years ago. And Milwaukee should have been a closer series. Or, sorry, Toronto should have been their series. Yeah. Because they had a lot more advantages than Toronto had on them. That's true. And so for me, I think the way to improve is 
Number one is Brett Brown has to be more serious about his job and he has to be scared about losing it so that that way he takes it more seriously. seriously. And he develops the players for what they are. Number two, stop letting go of all these shooters that you had. You let go of Redick, nope. TJ McConnell, Dario Saric, and Marco Bellinelli while they were all on veteran minimum Yeah, because Simmons is going to shoot, bro. Just trust exactly, 100%. Yeah, for and sure. They, they depended too much on Simmons' improvement. And now Simmons is pressured, and he didn't improve. One person I did see improve was uh, Fultz. Yeah, Fultz got... See, this is the thing. Why weren't they patient with guys like that? Imagine if Fultz was leaving the bench unit for Philly. It would, would be, be so, perfect. It would be so much better. Like, I was just thinking about it. Like, I, I didn't want to say anything because I was just still waiting because I saw it, like, in mid-season. Fultz like, not mid-season, like, like... Early around, season. Early season, like, around 15, 15 games or so in. Yeah. And I saw it, like, you know, he was going into, like, his drives were getting better, his finishes were getting better. I didn't want to... His jump shot looks just a little bit better, too. I, I didn't want to say anything at this season because I didn't want to, like, jinx it. But now that, like, I can fully see it, I it, bro, he... Improved. I think he is also like a very good case for most improved player. He is. Like honestly, he now is. that I'm thinking about it, like now that I remember, he he's also a really good case. But going on to least improved player for me, yes, Ben Simmons. Uh, okay, yeah. But I also want to say the big elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about because they always like it's Russell Westbrook. It's Russell Westbrook. That's that's a great candidate. Th- think about it like this. Russell Westbrook as a player is no better than how he was like six years ago in the Thunder. Nope. If you it, like, if you think about it, like he has the same stats, right? His efficiency went down. His efficiency went down, and also on top of that, when you're playing with, I I absolutely like you know how they make like those memes on like you know Facebook or whatever about it's, stat padding. No, 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 not stat padding. Like imagine if OKC stayed together and shit like that. Oh, yeah. It's just not sustainable, bro. It's like, the biggest what if ever in the NBA. It is, but I like now that I see Harden play. And, Harden wouldn't become this. And I see uh, Russ play. And when you add KD on top of, of all that drama, bro, that would not be a, a possible thing. And you know, it's funny because we're seeing a similar problem with Russ and KD that now we're starting to see with Ben and Joel. Yeah, exactly. Is that they're, they are so talented, but their mentality to play with each other is not there yet. And eventually, one of them could leave. Yeah. And so... with I see Joel leaving uh, because I think a lot of people would, you know, be looking more forward for Joel. I think I think the Sixers would evaluate that after next season. I think they give the Joel-Ben thing yeah. one more season after this. And then after that, it's time to start considering trade deals. Because mm-hmm. um, you just gave Ben a max deal. Yeah. For a rookie extension. So... Um, and the other thing is, Ben doesn't need to shoot 15-footers either. Or sorry, he doesn't need to shoot threes. He just needs to shoot 15-footers. Yeah, exactly. That's it. If he can shoot elbow jump shots... Yeah, just start making those mid-range ones, you know? Bro, like, that, that fixes their spacing a lot more. And in does. the clutch, he can get to his shots easier. He doesn't have to work as hard anymore. Think about it, bro. The one guy you're depending on to get you like home and get you clutch and get you to the save zone can't even shoot far away. Exactly. You know? Like, that's what we look at, at like, clutch shooting. Because how often is it that you're going to go in the lay, uh, in the uh, in the paint to make a layup? Yeah. Matter, Very rare, bro. And they don't call a lot late games. So if you get fouled, you're probably not going to get that call. Mm-mm. Ask Damian Lillard about missed calls late in the game. They lost to the Jazz on a bullshit goaltend that couldn't get reviewed. Bullshit goaltend, Complete bro. Complete bullshit. Did they have the review or what? The refs refused to review it because they said it was an obvious play. 
Oh yeah, that that's what pissed off Damian so, Lillard. Yeah, Damian was like, "We're fighting for a playoff spot. They cost us the game." Yeah, and I don't think Damian cares about a fine because at this point he's true. And yeah, uh. I'll tell you what: if the Blazers are down one game in the at the end of the season, it makes they'll a file big an appeal. Difference. They'll file an appeal. Will they? They'll file an appeal because they can say, "Hey, there are only two seconds left in that game." Rockets filed an appeal and you considered it for a little while. And they had a whole overtime after that. We only had two seconds left to play. Give us the possession. And they might suit up at the end of the year and see. Because that could be the difference between a playoff and a non-playoff team. That's true. And I'm not going to lie, bro. Dame would go off. Dame would drop 60. Yeah. Dame would straight up drop 60. Imagine that. You can believe in a guy that much that he'll drop 60 and you're like, yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Kobe. It's crazy. Russ needs, uh, like, you know, he needs that thing. Like, I want to run the possession. Yeah. Everything runs through me. And yeah. you have Harden. That's the same type of thing, yeah. right? His mentality They're is... They're high usage rate, guys. That's the thing. Usage rate matters a lot. High usage, but low efficiency? Well, Westbrook's low efficiency, Harden, analytically... Is higher. He's a lot higher. Just because threes and free throws. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's where Harden benefits the most. But the thing is, Mans will get 40 points, but he'll take 40 shots. Yeah. So. Hey, you know who else used to do that all the time? Kobe. Fair enough. So, I mean, if Harden figures out a way to just... But Kobe won championships. That's the thing, because Kobe could do it in the playoffs. Harden couldn't do it in the playoffs. Because Harden doesn't have that long stretch of energy to survive a full season and <laughs> a, play- a postseason. He runs yeah, out of energy in the playoffs. All right, uh, next one. Now, you'll recognize this if you follow us on Instagram. Uh, Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. So this is more like a superlative and not an award. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes made a lot of headlines this year. I started watching football. And, you know, he's just a young kid that, like, really cares about his teammates and is a good role model. Uh, hell of a throw. Like, oh, he's yeah. got an arm on him and won a Super Bowl this year in only his second year in the league. Crazy. Um, and so I wanted to think about... You know, if if he can do that in the NFL, who's the closest representation in the NBA? Who do you have for this one? To get a championship or just no, in general? No, just, to, just as that, a Patrick Mahomes kind Okay, because I was just like, bro, it's not as easy, bro. And no, it's like, not. And, well, it's not easy in the NFL either, but it's just But the like, NFL is a team thing. In the yeah. NBA, one player can change an entire series. Yeah, that's true. Not an entire game, an entire series. That's true, that's true. Uh, I think you and I have the same player for this. It's Luca for me. Yeah, it's Luca for me too. Because he plays analytic basketball, but he makes it look old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got that slow well, they, jump they, shot. Think about it. He He's a European player, bro. And European basketball is played very differently. They're so smart and fundamentally sound that they can hit those step backs because they know what it feels like all yeah, the time. Yeah, and another person who used to play who was really good cuz he played European basketball, Tony Parker, Manu mm-hmm. Ginobili, mm-hmm. right? All these international players. Patrick Beverly played across or abroad in Europe a lot as well. Yep. And so, it improved his defense. So when you play like uh, like uh, abroad or like you know not in the NBA, you really get a different and to implement it too, yeah. because the NBA is a different style, right? You have to adapt. Yeah, there was that passer who played for Team Spain. I think Milos Teodosic. He had one year in the NBA, and he's like, "This is not my thing. I'm going back to Euroleague," because he was talented enough, mm-hmm. but his game didn't match up with the NBA game, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. So, 
I mean, Luke. No, what, I mean, what can you say about Luca, man? Young guy, charismatic. Media loves him. Relatable, funny, good at basketball. So good at basketball. <laughs> For, bro, bro, did you see that like that like, trick shot, like where you like flicked the ball like yeah. upwards? Out, bro. Bro, he was hitting. He was hitting step back thirty five footers in the Rising Stars game. He had a half court shot with Trey Young contesting him. Yeah. And uh, so I really like Luca mainly because of his personality, though. Like it's one thing to be a good game guy. He's just a fun guy to be around. Yeah, like, you know, he has a good vibe, you know? Yeah. Like, he makes you feel, like, happy and shit, you know? He, bro, it's a, it's a, it's very good for uh, getting uh, seats, bro. Yeah. For getting tickets, bro. Selling tickets. You yeah. need a guy that, you know, it's he's a fun, like lovable, you know, like, you know, it's a good face for yeah. the company. right? I mean, Mark Cuban is smart, bro. Like, he's you know, so smart. He's so smart. He and does. Rick Carlisle's a great coach. That's yeah, true. So, and I mean, both of them are also setting records at a really early age, too. Both Mahomes and Luka in their respective sports by playing efficient basketball. Exactly. Not playing hard, playing smart. But let me ask you this, bro. Do you think Luka has a chance to uh, to get a championship if he I, stays with Dallas? Depending, depending on how long you want to make the window. I think in the next 10 years, it's possible. They need to. I think they they're one piece away from being talented enough, and they're two seasons away from being experienced enough. Two full postseasons. You know what I mean? Mm. Like semifinals or conference finals, that's where you need to get twice in a row and get beat down and get motivated. Because remember, Michael Jordan lost in the first round a bunch before he won chips. Kobe was out of the playoffs for a long time before he won on his own. Oh yeah. And LeBron got whooped in the third round and the finals all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, and, like, Kobe, like, sometimes the, his team wouldn't even make it past the first round. They wouldn't even make it into the playoffs sometimes. Yeah. So, Luka needs that. Luka needs adversity. We need That's to see how true. he reacts to that. That's true. And it's the same thing with Mahomes. Hey, Mahomes only been there for two years. Lamar Jackson is still coming up. Um, there's so many good quarterbacks there, too. So, it's interesting to see both sports are kind of almost paralleling here. Mm, fair point. No, I just wanted to get your... Uh... Take perspective. I yeah. got you. All right, uh, number three. Uh, so I like all NBA lists a lot at the end of the year, but I feel like this whole positional bullshit is getting out of control. So I thought, you know what? We'll break it down by position just to make the NBA happy. Sure. I thought, let's just go top three players, every position. Fuck fit on an NBA team. Don't worry about all NBA votes, whatever. Just top three guys, skill-wise, talent-wise, everything overall this year. But only active, healthy players. So no Steph, no KD, no guys like that. Uh, what position you want to start with? Uh, let's just start at the one. We'll start at the one. So I had Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Ben Simmons in that order. One, two, and three. Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons. So same three, but you have Chris Paul above Damian Lillard. Yeah. Why? Why? Why Chris Paul over Damian Lillard? What position is the Thunder in right now? Sixth. What position is the or is Portland right now? Tenth. How many injuries? How many injuries have Oklahoma City dealt with this year, to their starting rotation? Barely any. Stephen Adams was out for like a three-week stretch. That's it. Portland, CJ had injuries. Nurkic still hasn't played a game this season. Um, Rodney Hood's out for the season. Like, Bro, I, I, hate making, I hate making excuses, but look, the man averaged forty-five and ten I, for seven I, games. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but. It doesn't matter if you okay. Look, like same thing, bro. Like you know, you'll disagree for Zion being rookie of the year because if he gets thirty points a game, yeah, his team still ends up losing. Because I look at individual value. That's exactly, the thing. I look at overall value. Right? I'm not worried about wins right now. But I am because 
the versatility. Yeah. Right. It's fair. So that's the only reason. But yeah. if, if we're talking about, I'm I'm talking about in terms of versatility. But if you talk about like as like you know like skill, just yes. best overall player. Like, no, but I still have Chris Paul on top as, okay. because like I have a little bit of a bias. But yeah, you know, in all Chris Paul's your guy as well. Dave yeah, Lillard's my guy. Yeah, exactly. So there's a little bit of that bias. Ben Simmons, yeah, third. I honestly fuck Ben Simmons, Luca. Yeah, Lou, you put Luca in there. Yeah. But Luca doesn't play any defense, and he's struggling from three point range. He's like 32% right now. At least he can hey, shoot. Three, okay. Yeah, okay, Ben. So, uh, it's Ben Simmons. Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, uh, Luca. So I got Damian Lillard. Chris, I'm going to stick with mine. Dame, CP, and Ben okay. Simmons. Just because I love Ben on defense. Fair point. All right. Uh, shooting guard, I had uh, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, and Donovan Mitchell. One, two, and three. Listen, Harden's dropping 35 a game. I, I found it hard to put him anywhere but number one. That's true. And then, like, between Jimmy and Donovan Mitchell, who's the better two-way guy? Jimmy Butler. Right? And Miami was way less favored than Utah was. Utah was supposed to be a title contender. They've actually underperformed. Yeah. Miami was supposed to be, like, the seventh seed. They've well overperformed. They're, they're reaching heights that no one would have ever thought. Uh, who do you have at your shooting guard lineup? Uh, I would say, actually, uh, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. Mm. But see, now this is the problem. I thought that, too. Tatum's a small forward this year. Now you see why I hate positions in the NBA. Because you think, oh, Tatum looks like a shooting guard, but he's registered at small forward, so he's not eligible for this position. Uh, what about... Um... Jalen Brown? Yeah. You want to put Jalen Brown over Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. I. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that. I see you giving me that look, my guy. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is currently carrying that Utah offense. Jalen Brown's a piece on a very good Celtics team. That's the thing. It's Again, the value is so different. The value is so different, but because he's such an important piece, that team is doing it. Donovan Mitchell is the piece. (laughs) Like Jalen is a piece on a team. Donovan's the whole offense. And Rudy's the whole defense. Everyone else just kind of stands there and lets it all happen. Like, the Celtics, don't get me wrong. Jalen Brown's really, really good. And his numbers right now are really similar to Paul George's first three years. And Paul George exploded in that fourth year. Jalen Brown might explode. But, I mean, Donovan's doing so much heavy lifting more than Jalen Brown has. You know what I mean? That's Yeah, okay, I see from your point, but I'm still going to go with Jalen Brown. Fair enough. So... We're f- same on the first two, and then you add um, uh, Jalen Brown over Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I still can't believe that they put uh, Tatum at uh, small forward. Yeah, well, because Jalen Brown wants to play shooting guard, and um, Gordon Hayward was struggling with his positioning. Right. Right, because they wanted to keep Gordon in the starting lineup. Do you think, like, there's, like, I don't know, I really don't think that, like, I think it's still going to, like, for him, it's he's still going to need some time to get back in his groove. I honestly, I thought that they should have traded um, Hayward for Whiteside, and you include pieces and draft picks wherever you need. I to. could see them trading Hayward, but now they just made like they just made him into such an effective piece. He just became a part of their system, and now it's hard to remove him from the team. Right, because it's just like who are you gonna replace him with, really? Like, right. like realistically, right. like who are you gonna replace him? You with? You can't like. He's not good. That's the thing. And it'd be stupid for Boston too. Yeah. Right. Like you're getting like you're you're letting. But go Boston of... does need a big man. Like this is the thing. They're in dire need of a seven footer. Yeah. Because in the playoff, like in the regular season, it's not going to show up. 
But in the playoffs, when Giannis is coming full speed like that... Nah, bro. My boy Taco, yo. Bro, if Taco <laughs> fall... If Taco fall gets minutes in the playoffs, I'll I'll be a Celtics fan. I'll literally buy a Celtics jersey the next day. I'll buy a Celtics jersey. Yo, let's get it, bro. They're just like, if Taco fall plays more than two minutes that's, in the NBA that's playoffs... Liter- that's literally just a Celtics, like, secret weapon. Yeah, low-key. Low-key, they're treating him in the G League. They're like, just wait your turn, young fella. Like, you're, you're here. Don't worry. All right, small forward. Now, this one was easy. Yeah. It's LeBron, Kawhi, and then Paul George. Like, at that position, like, if KD's not around, it's easy. Yeah. When KD's back, KD's making an argument for best in the league. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, then then you could even say uh, KD, LeBron, Kawhi. And, right? I, and the thing is, I used to hate it when people did that, but I understand it. Like, KD is so powerful when he's on the court Here's in terms the of what he can do. Here's the thing. There's not a lot of people that can say they're better at scoring than LeBron. No. There's not a lot of people that can say that nope. or do that. Like, Le- especially in this league. Like, even Kawhi is not a better scorer than LeBron. Because LeBron's so efficient. Right? So, when you have a player that can do that, you have to put him at number one. Yeah. But, the, now, the only place where I see LeBron over KD is that vision, that leadership, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Right, LeBron's, LeBron's 100%. intangibles are so much better than KD's. Oh, yeah. And like, that's what makes a difference. Overall player, LeBron is better. It's just 100%. K- KD's unreal. Bro. Yeah, KD is just a better scorer, Yeah, right? Yeah. He just has that one modality better than LeBron. That's he has it. every single shot in his game. Every shot. KD has everything. He has no offensive weakness. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Power forward was... Interesting for the third spot. I thought the third spot's really debatable on this, but I went Giannis at one, Anthony Davis at two, and Pascal Siakam at three for power forwards. Eh. Like, I really believe in Siakam. I mean, here, maybe. Man. Like, uh, I'd put maybe AD at one. AD over Giannis? Yeah. Giannis' stats are too good, man. They're too good. And AD's starting to play soft now. AD's not taking contact at the rim anymore. That's true, but I don't know, like... And you know what else pissed me off about AD? What? AD is so focused on not playing the five, but Giannis is like, whatever y'all need me to do, on my back, I'll do it. That's true. And I, re- I respect that so much. Which is why I'm kind of worried for the Lakers. You know, after you brought up some pretty valid points yesterday, yeah. which is like, by the way, we were just talking about... We talked for six hours yesterday yeah, about so, basketball. Um... You know, I, I like, I don't know. Like, I think AD is like at a point where I think he just doesn't want to push himself. See, for AD, it's not physical anymore. Yeah. His body is good. His skill is great. Yeah. It's his mind now. Either you want to be aggressive and you want to win the game or you want everyone else to help you out. That's the two things. Right now, he's looking at LeBron too much. And LeBron being the nice guy that he is, is facilitating for it. Because he says, I just want AD to be the best player he can be. But AD's mentality has to be, I'm going to get down eight feet from the... I'm worried I'm worried for them in the season because... But once, like, here's the thing, bro. Playoff LeBron. Is, Play, it, that's what I'm counting on. Like... That's all I'm counting on. That's the only reason why I think Lakers are going to win this year. Because let's be, let's be real. Like, yeah, LeBron and Anthony Davis have the better duo. The Clippers have the best team in the NBA. Like, player for player... Yeah, that's true. They were they're the deepest team. They're so good defensively and offensively. Talent-wise, the best team in the league. But we all know that in basketball, if one player has a really good series, it ends the series. Yeah. 
right? When KD dropped 40 a game for like the last five games of the Clippers series, it ended the Clippers last year. Yeah. LeBron can do that. But AD needs to be special in that Clippers series because he's going to have a mismatch every time down the court. Exactly. Paul George can't guard him. No. Marcus Morris can't guard him. No. Kawhi can't guard him. Like, if AD really tries, Kawhi, Kawhi's Which is why I'm saying, like, you know, I think we should just be patient with AD. That's exactly. why. But and we, that, he's going to get pushed in, like, in the back to do that. Oh, more. don't worry, bro. If LeBron can carry fucking, like, you know... If he can carry JR and Kevin Love, who can't make a shot past, like, three straight teams in the Eastern Conference, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. So, we'll be okay. Don't but you're, you're cool with Pascal at three, hey? Yeah, I'm cool with that. He, it, bro. he he busted his ass off this season, bro. He he's the guy that I think earned his extension the most this offseason. Uh, yeah. He earned it the most. Him Yeah. Like cause between him and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, fair enough. Or no, Jason Tatum got his extension a year ago. Never mind. It was Jalen Brown and um Pascal that got extensions did, this year. Did Van Vliet get his extension too? No. Uh Van Vliet wasn't eligible for an extension because it's only his second season out of the G League. Um so he's gonna be an unrestricted free agent. This summer, and yeah. so I think that they'll trade Lowry to clear up salary space, because then team. Well, yeah, they gave him like forty mil. They gave Lowry thirty one. Point being, yeah. Lowry is probably on the way out yeah. after this season. Hundred percent, bro. And he, then, he like I mean like they just gave him the biggest like paycheck because it was just like this you is know, just like GG, bro. You did good. Yeah, it was like a bonus, right? Yeah. You know, you stuck the you you know you stuck through everything. But and, the thing is, Lowry is making a case to stay there. That's what I mean. Like, and now now it's about, do you really feel like you can win with Lowry or do you want to build long-term with Van Vliet? Because you have to choose. You don't have enough money for both. Exactly. Like, if you want to keep Lowry, you let Van Vliet go for nothing. Yeah. Because teams right now, there are rumors that teams are willing to pay Van Vliet 30 mil a year. Oh, word? That, no that's, way. that's the rumor right now. That there are GMs that are aiming at 25 to 30 million for Van Vliet. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, I want Van Vliet van vliet to play with the raptors he fits in toronto culture so it's so well bro like it's like there's no other place for him to play except for toronto it's like jimmy in miami yeah it just fits like damon in fucking portland it just fits and so i want van vliet to stay but that does mean lowry has to go but then again it's just like can you really trust the whole thing being run like yeah now you're now you're saying nick nurse this is all you now. Yeah. Like, this is... Here's the ball. Take us home. <laughs> Your word. That's it. Because now you're saying, develop these guys into superstars. Van Vliet has to become special, and Siakam has to become transcendent. Yep. So, but I think they have the potential. This is the thing. They have the potential, but it's just like, coaches can only do so much. That's what I'm trying to say. And it's the same thing with Brett Brown and Ben Simmons, like we were talking about earlier. At some point, it's on the players. Yeah. So... Um, and then wrapping up, our man in the middle, the five-man. My favorite position in basketball. Yeah. Uh, this one, you know, the picking the guys that were going to make it was easy. Mm-hmm. Ordering them was tough. Because it matters about what you think about versatility, how much offense versus defense matters, and how much team success matters. Yeah, and what you really think when you look at a center. Exactly. Right? And so for me, I see a dominant force. Mm-hmm. that, you know, if I give him the ball, he can go and get a bucket on anybody in the league. And I think that, there. and I think this list you have, I think I agree with it. There's not really much that I would change because I look for a big man the same, in for the same criteria you do. Exactly. Right? So there's not really much else, like, I would argue. Right? So for me, it was Joel, 
Nikola Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns. By the way, sorry about my voice, everybody. I volunteer coach with uh, Harvier. I, we teach grade eight kids. As a basketball coach, yelling is like the number one thing you're supposed to do. And I took that shit seriously. <laughs> so sorry about all the voice cracks today. Um, but you agree with this list, yeah? Yeah, I agree with it. I just think Joel, man, if he becomes aggressive every game, he'll average 30 and 12. Yeah. Like, Joel could be better than Giannis if he wanted to be. Nah. No, I don't think you? so. I don't think all so. Right. I don't think so. Hey, we'll see. It's going to take yeah. Joel, like, at least, like, another couple of years before he can actually, like, get Philly but, on track. But Giannis already has, like, his team, bro. Giannis also has a more organized uh, general management and a better coach. And better players around him. Like, the team is built for Giannis. This team is not built for Embiid to succeed. Well, Philly fucked up then. I'm just... That's what I'm saying. That's what we <laughs> like, talked about earlier. All right. Uh, number four. Flop team of the year. Uh, this one was a fun one for me to decide. Um, I wanted to say the Knicks, but our expectations were low, and they went even lower than that. So they're not really a flop. <laughs> Word. It just kind of got worse than we thought. Yo, Knicks are actual garbage. They're bro. garbage. I've said this joke like a million times. Like I haven't said this, but like Charles Barkley tells this joke all the time, bro, for the New York Knicks. Yeah. He was just like, I I was there and I left two New York Knicks tickets at the on the table. Yep. When I came back, there were two more on the table, bro. Like it's, the Knicks it's have, a bad the Knicks have transcended into gods of being absolutely terrible. They're the best at being bad. Yeah, and so we can't we can't call them flops because we didn't expect them to be good in the first place. No, flopping is like the process of you like falling. Exactly. But the Knicks have already fell. Yeah, they've been down. Like, uh, they keep digging themselves a, a bigger We hole. were talking about this yesterday, too. Like, how, yeah. how they were just chasing clout for, like, they just wanted to, like, build seats. That's why exactly. they got all the star power. That's why they didn't bring anyone around Mello. Because yeah. Mello was just selling tickets and wanted big money. But um, for me, it's the Brooklyn Nets, okay. the other team in New York. And here's why. Last year, even though they had D'Angelo Russell, they were a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I thought Dinwiddie was on an upward trajectory. I thought Karis LeVert coming back from injury would make a big impact. Uh, Jared Allen was making a case for like a defensive player of the year candidate in the future. He was starting to look like he could fit that role. And then Kyrie, Katie, and DeAndre Jordan come in. None of them play very many games to start. And the Katie team, playing no games. Katie playing like. no games. Kyrie played the first... Five, I think, before going down with that injury. And then he, like, over, like, did his uh, injury. Like, you know, like... Well, we don't know because apparently it was more serious than it was uh, reported to be. We found out it was more than an impingement. Like, a lot of players have gotten surgery for that kind of stuff. And Kyrie avoided surgery. Hmm. So Well, yeah, because surgery will make you weaker. And Kyrie's had knee surgery before, so he knows what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Um... But, again, going back to the next... But, like, that's what I mean. Like, you know, Kyrie didn't handle it well. Like, you know, the same shit that we saw in Boston, bro, we're seeing here, too. Like, Kyrie... And there's one common factor, and it's Kyrie. Yeah, and Kyrie can't be a leader, but he can't take leadership, you know? Like, he can't, like, you know, nobody can, like, you know, say that, be, like, under LeBron or anything. Because the last time he was, like, a number two guy was under LeBron, and that kind of, like... It went to a championship, so... But it went to a championship, but it's just, like, you know... That just doesn't suit him. And that's the problem. If he recognized himself as a second option, yeah. he would be on more championship teams than he could count. Like, 
Bro, he could make the Nets into a serious contending team next season. But here's the thing. They should have been fine even when Kyrie was injured. Because I was told Kenny Atkinson was a good coach. I was told the organization knew how to develop their players. And also, like, even though they traded, like, Jared Dudley, uh, D'Angelo Russell, they still had their main, like, core. Yeah, right? like, let me read you out some of the guys that are on this team this year, okay? These are guys that we thought were good last year, most of them. Karis LeVert, who was really, really good last year, was a fantasy basketball player, like, favorite. Because he just put up big numbers. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's, like, one of my favorite players in the league. Really, really good guy. Uh, Joe Harris, who won the three-point contest and is so wet from three. Uh, Jared Allen, who, like I said, could be a defensive player of the year in the future. DeAndre Jordan, who was once part of Lob City. And Garrett Temple, who's a really good veteran shooter. Like, if you have all of these guys and you're telling me Kenny Atkinson's a good coach, make it work. Like, there were there were periods of the year where we were like, is, is Brooklyn even going to make the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, yeah. Are they this? Are they this lost without a ball dominant point guard like Kyrie or D'Lo? Just lost in the sauce, my guy. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie needs to take leadership. Word. But but then again, it's just like, will they? Will he really get the leadership? Because, because then he, when Kyrie comes back, it's a different story. Yeah. Right. So that's like. So that's kind of like why it kind of sucks playing like with the it's star a, player. It's a which recurring is why, cycle. Which is why it's so perfect to play in Toronto. Because there's no drama, there's no bullshit, it's just pure ball. It's come to work. Right? Uh, okay, so for me, I think uh, flop team of the year uh, is uh, Minnesota. Minnesota Timberwolves, they had a hot start. Remember when they yeah. were number one in the league? They were number one in the West, bro, and they made themselves go all the way down to, like, number, what, 10? 10? They're, yeah, 10 to 11. They've been Ten. hovering around So, that. and there was actually this really good article on the score, and... It was talking about like how Minnesota can't really afford any new restarts, right? Because think about it like this. They traded Wiggins, right? And before that, you know, they were trying to work so much out through Carl Anthony Towns. Right? And Levine too, remember Levine was there yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. But like when you work it out through a center, it just doesn't suit well. No. Right? Because it's just like Carl Anthony Towns is supposed to be in the post. Not shooting threes. That's the difference. And there's no shooters on the team, so who has to shoot? It has to be. It has to be your star player. So, and it was a good article, actually, because it gave really good insight. Because, and it's really true. Like, how many restarts can they afford? You literally just gave Andrew Wiggins. And I think Andrew Wiggins won that deal. Like, think about it. When he goes on that team, who does he have for mentorship? Clay? Dre? Fucking Steph uh, Steph Curry? Steve Nash? uh, Steve Kerr as well? Because they're, they're both coaches on the team. Yeah, exactly. So they'll and, help. and you're living, like, in California, bro. Bro, but in Silicon Valley, where technology is advanced and people are always looking for the future. Yeah, so I think Andrew Wiggins really won that deal. Because then, it's not like... Because when he was playing in Minnesota, he was, like, expi- expected... Because remember, like... He was the number one option all the time. Right? How we were saying that, like, he was supposed to be, like, as good as Carl uh, Anthony Towns was. Right? So we were... We put he him drew on a, Kobe comparisons. He did. He drew Kobe comparisons. He did. So, while, yes, he won the deal, he should have been better. He should have been. I don't know. Let's see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Golden, this is the step. Yeah, maybe Golden State might be a place where he really forms himself into that player because yeah. he has the right guidance. Yeah. Right? So, but yeah, for me, it was Minnesota. They're so lackluster this season. Holy shit. And, you know, 
they are so focused on trying to keep towns that they forgot about how to play basketball. Yeah, exactly. They forgot that you need to play good defense. With D'Angelo and Carl Anthony Towns as your two-star guys on the defensive end, you're a mess on defense. Um, by the way, the only team to have a worse record since 2003 than the Knicks, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just They're for perspective. Very good. Very good. Um, and then our final award, uh, before we have a special bonus award from Yoke here, uh, underdog of the year. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Jalen Brown. You know, like I said earlier, he's having the same numbers that Paul George had in his first three years, and he wasn't even considered for starting role in the All-Star game. Like, this guy's playing so two-way. He's a good mid-range shooter, really athletic, like, plays hard every night. And when they lost Kyrie and Horford and they didn't have a center, who stepped up their rebounding first? It was Jalen Brown. Like, Jalen Brown's had so many 10-rebound games as a guard. That's a lot of respect. You know, like, you lose your seven-footers, and you say, I'll make up for it. Yeah, exactly. So, for me, it's Jalen Brown, but there's a lot of underrated players in the league right so now. So many right now. Like, so many players, like, just shock me. think about where the average talent level is now. Think about where the highest level talent is right now. There's a big difference between the highest and the average. The competition just got so much. Yeah. Like, it's just, like... Cause there's some players where it's, like, comparing them <laughs> is, like, splitting hairs. It's so narrow, the difference between them. But who do you have for underdog of the year? Um, I would say underdog of the year for me would probably be Jalen Brown too. Only yeah. reason because is because he plays for a team that requires all players, all pieces to work together. Contribution from right? everybody. Because like if one person lacks behind, then so will the rest, right? Yeah. So and if you are part of a team that, like... And remember how uh, in the first like first couple of episodes, I said Boston was going to be a really good team. And they were going to yeah. make sure that they were going to be con- contending teams. You were right about Boston, and I was right about Miami. Yeah, I had Miami like 6th or 7th. Listen, y'all, y'all that are listening, like, five predictions we just listed off today have come true. If you aren't telling your friends about this show and you aren't listening, fix that. <laughs> Because we're like we're coming with this information every day, um, and now you you told me you had a bonus assignment, a little award for this. Yeah, I and think, I really liked it. So I thought, um, I I think this award is uh, the POS award. You know, yeah, the, it's called that. Yeah, you know, the yeah, POS award. If you know, you know. Yeah. So the winner of this POS award goes to the uh, NBA media. And by the way, we're not talking about like small time media, like. ESPN, Fox Sports, um, not the Ringer. I think the Ringer does good journalism still, but mainly ESPN and Fox right now. Yeah. Even, like, when you watch Skip and Shannon or if you watch, like, you know, all these guys, their whole point is just to get you divided. And right? it's to entertain. More yeah. than it is to present accurate information, it's to entertain. And I get it. Yeah, you're trying to entertain. you got a show to do and, you know, but yeah. you should always have, like, the truth of of it first right the information has to be truthful right like the media is always trying to find a way to assassinate the uh the players no players like i remember like lebron when he was 18 right the The expectations they placed on that man man's bought a jeep for his mom right and like they told like they're they're making such a big deal out of it they had that hundred million dollar deal from nike and it was all over the news but you're absolutely right on this NBA media thing, man. 
Like, do you remember when Max Kellerman said on live television that Kawhi Leonard had more clutch moments than Kobe Bryant? That was on national TV. On national television. Like, I get it. I love Kawhi, bro. Like, you're you're OG, bro, but you're not this clutch. Is, this is where even someone that I like numbers a lot, this is where numbers don't add up. Like, at some point, you have to look at eye tests, too. Like, who did you trust more in the clutch, Kawhi or Kobe? Because Kobe had more big moments, you trusted Kobe. Exactly. Kobe put you in position to win. Um, I want to shout out some of the guys that, you know, we looked up to mm-hmm. as as guys that we saw in the media. So I think Jalen Rose made a big impact on us. Yeah, for sure. Because Jalen Rose always stayed objective. Like, even if he loved the Pistons, he would talk about what they did wrong. Right. Um, I think Stephen A. Smith, even though he's become a little bit more dramatic now, his analysis is still at another level. Yeah. I still, I have very high respect for him because, yeah. you know. He came up hard. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, with sports and, you know, stuff like that, whatever we say may not be right all the time. Or it may not appeal to, like, here's the thing. You can only please some of the people some of the yeah. time, right? So you might as well stick to your guns and live with the results. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Rose, Stephen A. Smith, uh, I think Rachel Nichols on the female side as well. Mm-hmm. She's been doing a really great job on most of her new recent shows. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, Kendrick Perkins, even though he can be kind of annoying at times, actually kind of smart. Yeah. Actually kind of knows what he's talking about. And so the point of all this was to say... And lastly, I just yeah. want to say TNT. Yeah, and like, on TNT rules. And, like, it is literally, like, the best show. Like, I, I sometimes, like, I'm a little biased because that's, like, like if I don't want to watch, like, you know, Stephen A. Smith, sometimes, like, all I'll watch is, like, TNT. Because, because TNT is natural. Yeah. Like, you know, just, like, the ensemble of, like, you know, Shaq, Kenny, Charles, like, EJ, right? It's you know, fun. Yeah, it is, right? And But it also gets you interested in basketball because you also have people that are talking from experience. Shaq is, like, you know, a four-time champion, right? Yep. Kenny's a champion. Ernie's a champion. Chuck's well, almost, almost a champion, champion. right? But, yeah. um, you know, so when you have players with, like, and people with such a high, you know, amount of experience... They report about the right things. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to bring all of that up is to say this. We don't want this to stay as just a podcast. Like, our goals with this are much, much bigger, and we want all of you guys to be a big part of that. We want to change the way media is viewed today and in the future. We want to bring back real journalism, real basketball, real hoop talk. You know? Why should why should your serious hoop talk be reserved to the barbershop or to just when you're chilling with your buddies? Why shouldn't you be able to listen to someone that knows the same things as you or that could teach you new things? And so... We want to keep you guys involved and we want to keep you guys in the loop. And the best way to do that is to listen to these podcasts every single week. We drop on Saturdays at noon. Um, we're now posting at least one thing on our story a day. So make sure you go and look because you never know when one of those topics is going to appear on the show. And believe me, you don't want to miss out when we start debating. Follow us on Instagram, PNR Podcast. It is a great Instagram page. We're working on our social media game. It's getting better. Shout out to Harvard, who's been doing a great job on social media as well. Um, you know, we want to work this into something big. Yeah. There's, there's big things coming. So stay tuned for more. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. Y'all have been great hoopers. Uh, don't forget to message us on our DMs and uh, keep up with the show. You'll catch us next Saturday at noon, just like every other week. And uh, have a great All-Star weekend. Yeah. Team LeBron for the win. Team LeBron. Take it easy, Hoopers.